Welcome back to the Beyond Rockets podcast. I'm your host, Clark Dunn. The Beyond Rockets podcast is a way for me to showcase and highlight some of the small business owners, entrepreneurs, and talented creatives here in the Rocket City that make Huntsville way more than just a Rocket City. If you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe wherever you listen. You can follow me on YouTube at Beyond Rockets, as well as Instagram at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date with new and exciting things happening in Huntsville, as well as new episodes as they are released. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. This podcast is sponsored by Affinity Recruiting and Consulting. 94% of small businesses and nonprofits disappear before their 10th birthday. The top 6% survive and thrive for two reasons, talent and strategy. Affinity's team of experts provides talent acquisition, outsourced HR, strategic planning, and fundraising support. Long story short, they fix the problems that cause small businesses and nonprofits to fail. If you could use help with recruiting, consulting, or HR, email their founder, Rob Murphy, to start a conversation today. You can also visit them online at affinitytoday.com. And both of those links are in the episode notes. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Rockets. Today, I sit down to talk with Rocket City Dietitian, whose motto is helping you explore Huntsville through food and fun with a healthy dose of wellness. Thank you so much for joining me today. Would you like to introduce yourself and we'll get started there? Yes, my name is Rachel Brown. I'm a registered dietitian and diabetes educator and mom of two. And I am the face behind Rocket City Dietitian. (laughs) So I know you're not actually originally from Huntsville. You actually moved here in 2016. You went to high school in Georgia and then went to Nashville for your undergrad degree. Can you talk a little bit about kind of your background and what got you to move to Huntsville in 2016? Yes. So I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee to become a dietitian. So I've been obsessed with food forever. So I thought I would major in it mm-hmm. like one does. And so I was there for 15 years. Wow. And my husband got a job that moved us to Huntsville. So inside, I've always been a foodie. So inside, I thought I was going to die when I moved to Huntsville (laughs) in 2016. There's nothing going to be there. I I can't enjoy any good food. There's no local stuff. Right. But you get here and it's, is it exactly what you thought it was going to be? Well, in 2016, it was very grim for me as a foodie. (laughs) So I think the first thing that I saw was Pazell's Piper and Leaf at Low Mill. Mm -hmm. That gave me hope that there's something (laughs) cool here, something unique. So I started... Just trying to explore, trying to find all the things in town that I can love and appreciate as a foodie. Because in Nashville, every single weekend, we were going to new stuff. Yeah. So just trying to make it work. So you get to Huntsville in 2016. Were you just still doing your dietitian stuff, still doing that sort of stuff as well? And kind of when did you have this idea, maybe I could start a Instagram account? Yes, I know. Kind of a weird, <laughs> weird mix, huh? So when I moved here, so in Nashville, I was a pediatric diabetes educator. Okay. That was my dream job. And so when we moved to Huntsville, I thought I would just do a job like that. Yeah. And Huntsville at the time did not have a pediatric endocrinologist. So I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I just got a job at the hospital as a clinical registered dietitian. And then after that, I... Soon found out I was pregnant with my son, my second child, and we decided it wasn't worth it for me to go back to work. I did not enjoy that (laughs) job. And then I had two young kids at home and we were just like, I'm just going to stay at home. And my plan was never to be a stay at home mom. It just wasn't in my thoughts. I liked working. I liked being a dietitian. I loved diabetes education. So I'm like, what am I going to do with myself at home? Yes. Like, I got to do something. So what year was this around? So that was 2017. Okay. 
yeah, 2017. And so at home, I'm there with the kids. I'm like, what am I going to do with my hands? So <laughs> I just created an account. I've always loved food blogging. Even in college, I was a restaurant reviewer for our local paper, oh, wow. like our school paper. And even back in the day before there was phones with cameras, I'm dating <laughs> myself, real cameras, I'd take pictures of my food and my friends would always make fun of me for that. Like, <laughs> why are you doing that? And I always thought it's a good memory. Yeah. When I look back at them, like, oh, I can taste that memory. Mm-hmm. So I just started to do that and explore our new city because I had time, yes. which I didn't have before. So I had two little kids. I wore one, put one in a stroller and just explored the town. So I took pictures of the food, talked about it. And my dietitian side, I tried to talk about the health benefits of it. Okay. But also I'm an all foods fit dietitian. So if you want to have a hamburger, have that hamburger. Yes. I'm all about that healthy relationship with food and years and years of diet counseling and weight loss counseling has shown me that relationship with food is far more important than being like 10 pounds less. Yeah. So there's a long history of that and the relationship. And so allowing all foods. Yes. And so in 2017, you made the account for Rocket City Dietitian. Yes. Okay. And so in 2017, Huntsville looked a lot different in food scene. <laughs> I mean, 2017 is when I graduated high school. Oh, man. And so, I mean, there was, I don't think I appreciated Huntsville at the time. Uh-huh. I think I always knew I was going to stay here. I always knew this is where I was going to live and kind of go to school and continue to work. I had jobs. But there really wasn't that, hey, let's go downtown and hang out. It wasn't like a downtown scene. You really didn't do that. 2017 was kind of on the cusp of it slowly becoming that. Mm -hmm. But it was still very unknown for most people, especially my age at the time. It was like Huntsville's just not cool. Yeah. You got to go to Nashville. You got to go to Chattanooga. You got to go to Atlanta, Birmingham to have fun and do cool things and enjoy local stuff. Huntsville's not the place for that. We have those three places. Like you mentioned, those the Pazells, the Piper and Leaf. And then there's more and more that was slowly starting to open up. Did you see this idea to start this account out of the need that Huntsville kind of needed this? Or did you see that you someone else was doing it? That you're like, I think I could do it a little bit different or a little different twist to what people were already doing. Yeah, kind of a mixture. So really, number one, it was I needed to do something yeah. that was creative out of the mom world. I love <laughs> mom world, yeah. but I needed creativity. I needed to do something like a task yeah. to do something. So I was kind of creating my own we're going to go here today and we're going to explore it. Mm-hmm. And then I just started tagging companies. Hey, and y'all should go here. My parents moved here when I was in college Okay, from Atlanta. And so they didn't know about these places. <laughs> so you were that informing I, them and your friends and everything. Yeah, I was like, y'all, we have this in town. <laughs> and they're like, I've lived here my whole life. I never heard of this place. It's okay. right down the street. So I, it started giving me momentum. Like, okay, well, I like showing people where to go. Even in Nashville, I did that. And even now, I haven't lived in Nashville since 2016. People still ask me what to do in Nashville. I'm like, y'all, it's changed a lot. (laughs) And I haven't lived there in a long time. But I'm telling people, go here, eat this. And when you're in that same area, you need to go over here and do this. So is the growth of Rocket City Dietitian in those first couple of years where you just go into places and tagging them? Is that kind of how you just growed organically at the time and kind of use that blog site as too as kind of like a way to write long form content as well as use Instagram to kind of create those eye catching photos? Yes. For at the beginning, it was just me exploring and I'm tagging places. Okay. And then I started to get reshares from that actual place. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's cool. This is huge. Yeah. And then so that was kind of some fire. Oh, this is kind of exciting. I could grow this. I wasn't planning on growing it. That was not a plan. It was just something for me to do. Yeah. But then it's really fun. 
And <laughs> then companies were like, hey, we're featuring this new thing. We'd love to have you out. Can you try it? And yeah, I was like, yes. Of course, I'd love to. So the free food on that is always the best. So when did you start seeing that switch of like, okay, this thing's growing. People are enjoying this. I'm getting it. More and more people are reaching out to me. Yeah. Like, So you started in 2017. Did it take two years? Did it take a year? What did that look like? I think it was a slow burn. It was a <laughs> slow kind of build up. I had a crazy viral post, but not that wasn't until 2021. Oh, wow. On Facebook. Facebook. Interesting. Okay. Which just surprised me because I feel like I'm an Instagrammer. Yeah. The photos you were taking, <laughs> it fits the Instagram scroll. It fits right. those eye-catching photos, things that get you to grab. And at the yeah. time, I mean, there was no reels and stuff like that. The short form content there is now right. was not a thing. And so you, yes. you're really just doing still images at the time. Yeah. This was, there's no reels yet. And so I posted on Instagram and I did this thing where it automatically posts on Facebook. Yeah. And so I did that and it was just a date night experience my husband and I had. <laughs> and really it was to show my sisters and people in town like, yes. hey, y'all, we have this thing the, happening. Here's a fun little thing you can do one yeah. night. And so I started getting all these notifications on my phone and I assumed Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, it's from my Facebook. <laughs> and at the time I had less than half of the followers on Facebook that I did Instagram. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, no joke. It was mind-boggling. So this is viral for me. I know there's crazy amounts out there. But overnight, 10,000 shares. That's insane. It was nuts. It was just a date night photos. It was, so splatter paint room okay. at Rage Room. Okay. It was just something my husband and I did for date night. It was super fun. Yeah. So it was very fun pictures. Yes. Because we wore paint suits. Okay. And they had splatter. Perfect. And it's black light. But like, for something like that, <laughs> you see where you're like, I'm growing on Instagram and Instagram's continued to be a big part of it. And then you're like, everything I'm posting, I'm just going to go ahead and push to Facebook too, but not yeah. really kind of think too much of it. Right. And then for something like that, just to kind of blow up. It went insane. And then the company called me and messaged me and they're like, we're getting calls from all over the United States because <laughs> there's a Huntsville, Texas. Yeah. There's a Huntsville, Ontario, Canada. Wow. And yeah. people were, I only put Huntsville. Yeah. I didn't think to put Alabama. Yeah, it wasn't even. And so like, where are you located? <laughs> can you please come back into our smash room? The oh, room where yeah. you break stuff. And I was like, I can. Yeah, I'd love I to. I can't guarantee you'll get <laughs> 10,000 shares do this. overnight. But <laughs> that is crazy. So that's fun. Is it the first yeah. moment that you realized this could be bigger than what you thought it could be? Yes, that was insane. And now I'm at 9.8 thousand followers on Facebook. <laughs> and I have less than that on Instagram. Wow. But I still feel like an Instagram. I don't know. But now I need to foster. So I feel like you need to stay true to your brand, but listen to your followers yeah. too. So that showed me my followers don't just want food content. They want Experience stuff to do content. in town. Yeah. And so I have another kind of viral post okay. on Facebook again, not on Instagram. <laughs> So, and it's an experience thing. Okay. I think that just shows over the course of you opening this account and starting the account in 2017, just how much Huntsville has grown. There was definitely not as many options for you to go create content like that in 2017. And right. then really you start seeing that in 2019, I would say probably a couple of years yeah. into college, I started seeing like, okay, there's a lot more happening, a lot more is going on, more yeah. places are opening. 2020, we have COVID, it kind of just shuts things down for a little bit, but things are, I mean, yeah. really, we're just continuing to grow. Like there really yeah. wasn't ever, I think Huntsville is very lucky in the sense that for what we have in Huntsville, it felt like we just never slowed down. It right. was just a whole different way of shopping or a whole different way of engaging right. with local community. But I still went to support local coffee shops and had curbside pickup and still went to local breweries and picked up beer to go. And like, it was just right. a very different thing. But just to see those and especially to see it, you're like, I think this is not going to be something that's going to do great on Facebook or just going to do great on Instagram. But then it just blows up 
Were there a lot of those things over the last four or five years of you doing this account that you thought this is going to be amazing? This is going to be a home run. And then you just sit back and you're like, well, I didn't do is what I thought it was going to do. Yeah. So with the experience thing, I was like, oh, my people love experience stuff. Yes. So I went to this place and I was like, they're going to love it. Yeah. And that's the first time I feel like I really did that because I thought my people would love it. Really, it's just I'm trying to find fun things for me and I'm sharing it. Yeah. And then it did not do well. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Hmm. And then there was this video. Me and my kids were making a recipe just after school. And it's not really well lit. (laughs) It's not edited well. And that did great. Yeah. So you just never know. I think part of what you need to learn is just do it because you like it. And do it because you love it. Don't do it because of you think people might like it. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, at some point that's going to run out and then you're just going right. to be doing it for someone else and then you're probably going to stop doing it. And right. then it's just going to be like, you've got all this momentum just for nothing, really. There was a point in the timeline, I guess, of Rocket City Dietitian that you started showing your face more and stuff. When did that happen? And kind of what did that success look like when you started including the person behind Rocket City Dietitian, not just what you yeah. were doing? So I wanted to be anonymous because I was just self-conscious of being on camera and talking on camera. and people judging, all that stuff. And then my friends were like, just show your face. (laughs) It makes it more personable. It makes it more real. And it's true. When I see someone who's not perfect, I don't care. If they're regular people. So I took that judgment off of me and be like, just do it. Just act like you're talking to the friends that asked you to show your face. (laughs) And you're going to get negative Nancy's no matter what. Of course. You can be the juiciest, ripest peach in the world, but someone's going to hate peaches. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like people love to see people doing something. And especially like when you started seeing the experiences were becoming much of those, much more things that people wanted to see on your channel, on your page. You're like, well, I got to show me doing this because at the end of the day, that's what they want to see. Just an experience alone is not, it doesn't make me want to do it. But seeing someone enjoying that experience, well, I want to enjoy that experience and feel that way too. And so you started doing that and you started seeing that growth. Looking at 2021, where this episode will come out right before Thanksgiving. And so we're getting to the end of 2021 or 2022. Oh my goodness. It's just crazy. 2022. What does that growth look like over the last year almost? Are you continuing to see more and more people and more and more things happening in Huntsville that you're getting the opportunity and your channels are continuing to grow? What does that growth look like over this last year? Yeah, it's grown a lot this past year. I've had a lot more local businesses reach out to me and want to help promote their business, which I love. Yes. So I love that. I love experiencing what's new to town and explaining it quickly to people who are watching. I found that 15 seconds is kind of it's what like the people sweet spot. want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I try to do 15 second little reels. I love reels now. Yes. I love putting music with it. I do some voiceovers okay. to kind of sum it up if the video doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I love doing that and explaining to people, this is worth your time. You should come out here. Yeah. And this is the things I ate and the things I did. And it's really fun. How do you think Reels and that short form content has helped your account grow over the last little bit since they've, I guess, were first announced? Have you seen that short form content really playing a key role in what you do and kind of transitioning to it? Or how often do you say this experience that I'm going to or this event that I'm about to do needs to be a short form content, like a video, like a reel versus how you're like, this should probably just be a staged photo. Like what goes through your mind when you're creating that content? So Many times there's too many good things for one picture. You go someplace and it's not just that beautiful food. It's so much more. Mm -hmm. And so that's when reels really come into play because you can show lots of different pictures, video, talk about it. And sometimes a picture just doesn't do it justice. 
But I do occasionally do a photo still. Okay. Especially if it's a place I've been to several times. Mm-hmm. I still want to post about it because yes. I love it. That's just a beautiful picture. Y'all know about this place, but this is what <laughs> they have here right now that's new or something. <laughs> so, I mean, being an influencer, which is, I mean, I 100% categorize you as that, to be very entrepreneurial mindset. I mean, it's very much you're kind of creating what your day looks like, what you do that day. And then you kind of have that influx of now businesses kind of saying, hey, can you come to this thing or that thing? Yeah. Is that entrepreneurial mindset something that you've always had or is that something that you've kind of had develop over the years? I've always had it. So I can remember as a kid, you know how there's lemonade stands? Mm-hmm. I would sell cups of water and cups or pictures that I cut out of magazines and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always selling stuff. I remember this is kind of a gross story, but I used to collect crickets on the playground and okay. sell them to kids. There you go. Any way to make money. Yeah. And my sisters and I had a shaved ice stand for a while. We lived on military bases growing up. So we did the dandelion pickers and we okay. had this thing. <laughs> so I've always had some type. When I moved here, we actually talked about starting a, a coffee shop. Wow. Because okay. my husband and I were used to all the coffee shops in Nashville and Cafe Coco was one of our favorite. It's a 24-7 coffee shop. And we come here and the coffee shops close at 2 p.m. We want to have coffee in bed. I can still go to sleep. So that was something. 24-7 coffee. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. You would go there after concerts in town and everybody went to Cafe That makes sense. Like someone's going to listen to this episode and be like, I'm going to open up a 24-7 coffee like right near the amphitheater. So you can just go to the amphitheater and then go get coffee afterwards. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, that is insane. (laughs) Right now, that makes so much sense. But like if someone was just to say 24-7 coffee, I'd be like, that's great. That business model is never going to work. You just can't yeah. do it. But concerts, I mean, we went to concerts, a concert a couple yeah. weekends ago in Nashville and yeah. I would have gotten a coffee. I'm, Go to Cafe Coco. I would have gotten a coffee after the concert to get in the car and drive back home. Yes. That'd been perfect. Yep. And you can always do non-coffee things if yeah. you want, but I can drink it in bed and go to sleep. So having the jobs you had after college and kind of coming here and having the typical nine to five job, did you kind of always have that itch to kind of do something entrepreneurial? Like you said, did you think at the time of creating the Rocket City Dietitian account that that would have been your entrepreneurial thing? No. Or did you think this is going to be something that I'll do a little bit of, this would be fun, but I'm also going to do something else more entrepreneurial? Yeah, I think I started with that because it's free. Yeah. You can just start an account for if, free. If the name's available, it's yours. I didn't even think about getting actual free stuff because of it. It just <laughs> ended up happening, yeah. which is awesome. And I love that. But it was just something you could start for free because I wanted to start a coffee shop here, but that's a lot of money. Yeah. And so this was an option to do something creative that doesn't cost any money. Yeah. So looking at the growth of Market City Dietitian since 2017 when you made the account to now when Huntsville's continuing to boom and blossom and continue to grow, what are some of the goals you have for the Market City Dietitian's account, the company, and everything that's associated with it moving forward in the next year, maybe even three years? What are some goals that you have? Yeah. So I started a little thing where different restaurants would have my sticker on it that said, RCD Cravable, Rocket City Dietitian Cravable. I would love to expand that a little bit more. So at Good Company, you can see my orange sticker on their door. Okay. This is an approved place. They have great food. They have healthy options. It's delicious. Yeah. So I'd love to expand that a little bit more. I want to do more of my dietitian side maybe on my account. Occasionally do some more dietitian talk stuff. I try to add that in there, but I don't want to restrict people because yeah. I'm very food positive and all foods fit type yeah. of dietitian. 
but maybe incorporating more dietitian talk in there too. And I know from the outside, I would have assumed before we met, because I guess I was trying to think of how we originally met. It's probably at some restaurant opening or something where like we met in passing. And I think maybe the first time it might have been like, I know who that is. You know who that is. But then I guess the last event we were at was the curry. We were we were at that event before they opened. That was fantastic. Yeah. And from the outside, I would have assumed this is your job. I would have just assumed. And I think I assumed it until at the curry I brought it up. And so you still have your nine to five job and you still have that yeah. and you do this on the side. Is there a moment that you think, OK, when it gets to this point, I can make that jump? And how quickly do you hope to do that? And what does it look like? That's a good question. <laughs> so right now I do insulin pump training. Okay. So I'm a diabetes educator and dietitian. I love that so much. It's hard to give that up. Mm-hmm. I love helping people learn this new device that's going to change their life and change their day to day. So there's a long background story. My husband was diagnosed with type one diabetes the month we got married. Oh, wow. So that kind of sparked my interest. I was already a dietitian. Okay. And that sparked my interest in diabetes education. So we have a personal tie to that, yeah. which I think makes it a little stronger So I don't know. And it's a flexible job. The insulin pump training is more flexible. I'm not clocking in and clocking out at a hospital like my other job. So I love that. I love the flexibility of that. But yeah, I mean, I always love doing my Rocket City Dietitian page. I think that's just part of me. I love it. I guess it's one thing to have a job, like a typical job that you do really, really love and enjoy. And Mm -hmm. then to also have something on the side that you enjoy. Do you think if you would have had the job at the hospital right now that you did not enjoy and Rocket City Dietitian, Rocket City Dietitian was doing as good as it's doing right now that you would have just jumped ship and you would have done oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And you would have never gotten the job you do now that you really enjoy. Right. Yeah. The only reason I have this job is because one of my old coworkers in Nashville said that there was this opening in this territory down here and it's insulin pump training, which I love to do. So that's why Got the opportunity to do I it. I got the opportunity. It's a tough job to get into. Okay. And so I got into that. And you're like, and I, 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 I kind of just want to stay right here. I enjoyed this. I know. I okay. love it. <laughs> and I can still do Rocket City Dietitian on the side at the same time. They can coexist. So thinking about your journey as Rocket City Dietitian, how much of your success would you contribute to being in the right place at the right time? And how much would you contribute to your hard work? Oh, man. So it's a lot of hard work. I put a lot into it every day. I'm working on it. It's like my little baby, you know, my little (laughs) child. But I also think I happened to be in Huntsville when it was growing. So that helps. Yeah. So I already had a little following. And then I started writing for visithuntsville.org. I'm a monthly food blogger for them. And then I started getting on podcasts and little things here and there. So I think it was the right time and a lot of hard work. Yeah. So if someone's listening and they're like, I want to be an influencer, or I kind of have this idea to start something. What's one piece of advice that you would give them that you wish you would have known when you first started? So tag people. Okay. Because I have some friends that do stuff. I'm like, this looks so awesome, <laughs> but you didn't tag any of those companies. Yeah. Just tag that chicken company, tag that, tag the seasoning. So I think that helps to okay. tag. And also just do what you love and what you enjoy and don't harp on too much what you think your followers might like. Okay. But respect your followers, but do it because you love it. Yeah. So kind of on that same note, what is a lesson that you've learned over this last five years of doing it that is a tough lesson to learn, but it kind of helped propel you to where you are now? I think don't focus on the likes. <laughs> it's a tough thing. Yeah. I mean, Instagram, all the accounts kind of, it drives you to want to get more likes. And yeah. when you start seeing that success, it's hard to say 
it's hard when you think something is going to do great and you push it and it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. Yeah. It's almost on the same side, really rewarding to do something that you're proud of doing, but you're just not sure how it's going to do. And then it does amazing. You're like, right. Wow. I just never thought that was going to happen. And I said that a lot with the podcast too. The conversations were great. I don't know if as many people know about this guest or know about this. Might not be as good of a following on their end to kind of help put propel this. You just never know. And you're like, that was insane. I never thought that was going to happen. Or when people look at it on YouTube, what in the world? We have one camera set up. It's just like a crazy, (laughs) crazy thing to think about. But you can get caught up in the numbers very, very easily. Just keep going and move on to your next fun thing you're going to do. And sometimes you never know the things in the past will catch on for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> I think with short form content now with TikTok and Instagram Reels, it's a lot easier for an influencer to someone that even just enjoys local. I think there's a lot of local things that can be talked about. There's tons of food bloggers, but every aspect of it's a little different. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. looking at the way that you're able to approach something versus the way someone else is able to approach something versus someone else to be able to approach something. And be able to like, now I feel like I understand what that restaurant or that experience is like. Yes. And I go into it a little bit more. Like, okay, I, I'm not completely yeah. lost. I kind of know what to expect, <laughs> but I'm also learning myself too at the same time. Yeah. I love seeing everybody's point of view at the same place. Yes. We'll go the same place, but all of us have very different videos and pictures. I love that. Collaboration. So, <laughs> so I think what's interesting, I find it tough sometimes is when I'm at an experience or at a restaurant, I want to enjoy that experience in the moment. But I also know that there's a lot of value in me taking photos and taking videos. How hard is that for you to balance the two? Because you want to live in the moment and be able to enjoy it. But you're also like, I really want to let people know about this, too. Is it tough? Do you feel like you're always bringing out your phone? Do you feel like you have to sometimes step back and say, hey, maybe not tonight kind of thing? Or is it like all the time you're always taking photos and doing that? Well, the phone eats first. (laughs) My kids know that, too. Their hands are just in the background. Ready to go. Yeah. But usually I'm pretty quick about it. Okay. I don't... You saw me at the curry, though. Yes. That took longer <laughs> That because that wasn't a normal yes. experience. It was a whole like setup. Yeah. Normally, I like to go kind of incognito. I'll go to the place. I don't tell them I'm going there unless yeah. they invite me. But I'll go to the place and I'll just snap photos. I'll try to get a seat by the window because yes. that's the best lighting. I try to go during lunchtime or early dinner to get best pictures. But I'll do it and then I'll just enjoy. Okay. I don't normally do it the whole time I'm eating because half-eaten food (laughs) doesn't usually look as good at the beginning. So I'll do beginning, but there are places I'll go and it's just a chill. I don't take pictures of it, especially if I've if it's brand new place, I'm going to take pictures. Oh, of course. But if I go there frequently. Yeah. Just get a take... quick Instagram story and be good to go. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So anyone that's listening right now and they want to connect with you, they want to support you in what you're doing, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? All that good stuff. Yes. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Rocket City Dietitian. And dietitian is spelled with two T's. Yes. I had to use autocorrect when I was yeah. doing it. I was like, okay, wait, wait, so wait a second. Diet, I-T-I-A-N. Okay. Dietitian. And then also I'm a monthly food blogger for visithuntsville.org and I have been in Huntsville Magazine and I'm coming out with a food article for the winter. Perfect. Magazine. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. I love learning more about your story and kind of how you got started doing Rocket City Dietitian. I continue to look forward to the success we'll have at Huntsville for years to come. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond Rockets. Don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and on YouTube at Beyond Rockets. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Beyond Rockets to stay up to date with new episodes as they are released. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.